Welcome to First State Insights, a podcast presented by the University of Delaware's Institute for Public Administration. We call ourselves IPA for short. My name is Troy Mix. I'm Associate Director at the Institute and your host for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is a special Freight Friday edition of First State Insights, brought to you through a partnership of IPA and the Delmarva Freight Working Group which is an ongoing transportation planning and economic development partnership coordinated by IPA, the Delaware Department of Transportation, and Delaware's three metropolitan planning organizations, the Dover-Kent County MPO, the Salisbury-Wacomico MPO, and Wilmapco. On November 4th, 2020, I spoke with Linda Parkowski, who is Executive Director of the Kent Economic Partnership, a public-private organization that aims to spur economic development in Central Delaware. Under Linda's leadership, The Kent Economic Partnership has identified distribution and warehousing activity as an economic development opportunity. We discussed lessons learned from marketing Kent County in the freight and logistics space, recent successes in attracting small to medium-sized manufacturers to central Delaware, and the role transportation infrastructure and planning plays for Kent County's economic development efforts. Let's get to the conversation. So thanks for joining me today, Linda. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's great to be with you, Troy been a pretty loyal attendee at our freight uh, meetings over the years and we've really appreciated that and we kind of wanted to take the opportunity to check in on the Rockport analytics study that I guess was 2018 uh, and get a sense of how their focus on distribution warehousing as an opportunity for Kent County how that's played out for you in terms of your work uh, day-to-day and projects that might have materialized. Well thanks for the question Troy. The Rockport Analytics Study gave us a blueprint. It's been invaluable for our work moving forward. It gave us our targeted industries. It really let us be focused in where we spend our time, energy, as far as business attraction and expansion. Now, I will tell you, we are commissioning a Rockport 2.0 study that will dive a little bit deeper into the targeted industries and also provide workforce numbers because it's very challenging to go after a targeted industry if you don't have the workforce to go along with it. So the new Rockport study, hopefully by the beginning, first quarter 2021, we'll have that completed. We'll give us maybe new targeted industries, maybe refined targeted industries along with the workforce that we have at present. In addition to that, it will also give us in-depth targeted industries for three of our larger municipalities in our county, Milford, Dover, and Smyrna. What may be a targeted industry for Milford may not be a targeted industry for Smyrna. So we will have countywide information from the new study, and we will also have targeted industries for the three larger municipalities. And that'll give each municipality their blueprint. And the one thing that we at Ken Economics Partnership have been extremely diligent about is staying focused. Because in economic development, it's very easy to say, oh, let's go after the latest thing. Or let's go after, you know, I've heard we need to be have a chip factory or why can't you, you know, bring this in. So having that study, using it as a blueprint and following the data. You know, in anything, if you follow the analytics and the data, you usually win and come out 
at a better, better place. And it's, it's proven. Also, Rockport gave us, you know, three targeting industries, the warehousing, distribution, logistics. And in that industry was small to medium manufacturing. And we in Central Delaware have really good luck in attracting small to medium manufacturing into our county. We are also fortunate we have some large manufacturing facilities in our county already. So we all, we have some of the training programs already set up at Dell Tech, at Polytech. You know, we're hoping to create more training programs. We just put an excellence in education grant program together for schools to apply for training programs in our targeted industry. And what has happened in Central Delaware, Rockport's become the Bible. And everybody talks about the Rockport study and everybody's following it. And you can ask almost anybody in business, what are our target industries? And they know it. So, and the municipalities know it. And so we're all stepping to the same tune, which is absolutely fabulous. Instead of us all going off in different directions, we can concentrate and dedicate our our resources. So, yeah, you mentioned that common blueprint and the importance of that, having the focus uh, for your efforts and for everybody to be kind of out there selling or understanding the opportunities. When you're thinking about selling Kent County in this distribution and warehousing space, and maybe that extends to small manufacturing too, I know you mentioned training and workforce is one selling point. Are there additional selling points, particularly related to freight logistics, that uh, you make the case for Kent as a place to be? Well, I do. You know, we're very close to the 95 corridor. We're within 60%. I mean, I mean, we're in within three hour drive of 60% of the, of the U.S. population. We're, we have a great location. We also have, you know, low land costs, low taxes. I mean, I could go on and on. There's a lot of benefits to being in central Delaware, but location is certainly one. And what you may pay for, a piece of land in South Jersey or Southeast Pennsylvania, you would not be paying in central Delaware for that. So you can get a lot more for less and get to, you know, your targeted area or market probably as quickly because we don't have some of the traffic issues that you're going to have in other areas. So I think there's a lot of benefits um, for freight and logistics within central Delaware. And at least the uh, prospect that was most public to me uh, or most recently public to me was the U.S. corrugated project. And how does that fit in with the selling points you mentioned? I mean, the location aspect, the pricing aspect without divulging details, but was it the same kind of selling point or were there special aspects to that project that made it work? The aspects that I mentioned were the base. What was most beneficial that project was looking for land within an opportunity zone. And we actually had industrial land in central Delaware in an opportunity zone. That was along a rail line, which brings us to the other freight component. We, in landing some of the small to medium manufacturers that we have lately, rail has been extremely important. And we have been very lucky because rail runs right through the center of our county. So, you know, as companies want to get their product or their raw materials 
across the country, rail becomes, um, you know, for some companies becomes much more cost effective than trucking. And so we, you know, have been positioned in order to take advantage of that. And the other lucky thing for us, we, we did have some industrial buildings along rail that were vacant. So it may have been unfortunate that we lost projects or businesses in the past, but that gave us an opportunity to fill quickly along the rail line. And when you mentioned rail, that's Delmarva Central, the operator? Yes, Delmarva Rail. And there, you know, then the one good thing I, I talked about, we're all stepping to the same tune. We all work together as partners. The U.S. Cargated is a great example. I mean, it was the Prosperity Partnership, the Ken Economic Partnership, the Marver Cargo, the City of Dover. You know, it, the list goes on and on of the partners that touch that one project to bring it to the, to the county. And what are the uh, specs of that project in terms of jobs and space that you they expect them to outfit? They will be building a 457,000 square foot building, new plant, state of the art, a lot of R&D, energy efficient. And it is expected to produce about 159 to 660 jobs, new jobs within the county. So, and then it will get a, you know, a rail spur that'll come off into the building because the raw materials will come in from, uh, other parts of the country. So um, I've kind of noticed you and the rest of the partners that you mentioned going to different events, um, economic development site selector events, whether virtual now or, you know, in person uh, in the past few years. And I'm curious how, like what your education about the freight and distribution warehousing industry looked like. What did you learn from talking to people at those shows uh, that you, you know, said, oh, yeah, we can offer that or we need to think about what our pitch is on those topics. What have you learned? I'll, I'll give you I'll give you my number one learning example. We have the Dover Air Force Base in Central Delaware. And so there has been a committee that's met on that project for 30 years, probably. And, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about that project over and over and over. What should it be? Well, me thinking that it's Dover Air Force Base is a cargo Air Force Base. So I looked up all the the major air cargo conferences, trade shows that there were and said, okay, I'm going to go to them because cargo, cargo, right? So uh, we get to... um, we get to the conference, track down a couple of developers, you know, airport developers during the conference. And, the, you know, the number one thing was, do you have a market study done? And I said, no, we don't have a market study, but I should have known better because you always need a market study. And I'm a firm believer in that data. So I was like, OK, well, who should we use for our market study? And so there's the one name kept coming up and he was the keynote speaker at this conference that I, I attended. So I chased him down and, you know, asked him about consulting and, and he said, yes. And so we hired a company SPC out of, they're out of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. 
to conduct a, a, a study, a market analysis on what the highest and best use would be for the Central Delaware Aviation Complex. There was us, the Kent Economic Partnership, the City of Dover, and um, the Delaware Prosperity Partnership, and DelDOT. We all got together to pay those consultant fees. And then they studied whether it should be a fixed base operation, whether it should be a maintenance operation, whether it should be cargo, or whether it should be a training facility. And they came back after the study and basically said, look, you're not in great position for cargo because your whole East Coast is water. (laughs) And if you really want to get into the cargo business, you need to be surrounded by land. And so that was the probably the biggest learning experience for me. Um, And so, yeah, I've learned an awful lot. I've gone to a lot of the warehousing distribution and logistics conferences also. And I was talking to an economic developer today and it's like the things you learn being an economic developer are are crazy. Like I know more about vinyl extrusion (laughs) than I ever would want to know, but you know, you end up learning a lot. And so I have learned quite a bit going to these different conferences and now they're virtual. So in the future, we're bringing in one of our next steps are we're bringing in some site selectors. One's in person that'll deal in small to medium manufacturing. And then another one um, is virtual that we're, we're going to deal with, with um, food processing. And then we're doing virtual site tours. We're getting all of our marketing information is changing. You know, our website is working. We're getting a lot of leads and inquiries from that. We have a really good find a site on there. But, you know, we talk about small to medium manufacturing. They need to move their product. They need to get their their raw materials in and they need to move their product out. And so we need to make sure that we have the correct freight routes. And that's why there's three studies going on presently right now in central Delaware. One is an east-west freight route study and they are going to look at three different routes east-west. Another one is an area right next to the Dover Air Force Base, Horsebond, Lafferty Lane, and Garrison Oak. And how do we connect those two industrial areas and really prime them for the future? And then in Harrington, we have great industrial area with no access and we have land. So that's another transportation study that's going on right now. So we're really excited that three of those studies are happening in central Delaware right now, and we should be able to get good information out of it. And we want to be able to say to the company, you can get, you know, to 301 pretty easy and you don't have to go through the city at 25 miles an hour. You know, that's a, that's a goal. And there may be, or Garrison Oak, if you buy a piece of land there, you can get on route one and this is your easy way to do it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, you found out that, uh, you know, the fact that you're bordering water meant you couldn't have the Memphis FedEx sub or something like that, but you can certainly have things that can access that big Northeast market and you can make kind of those improvements to optimize it, which sounds like what you're engaged with. Uh, and that's the Dover Kent MPO. I'm not sure if you mentioned. Yes, that, right? it's the Dover Kent MPO that's commissioned all three of those studies. And we're so grateful that, that, that they have and that, you know, we pitched 
a couple of them to them and they, and they listened and said, yeah, I think we could do that. So we're grateful, grateful to the consultants. And you're right. That was a big learning experience about having the ocean on one side. <laughs> it seems uh, obvious, uh, but it helps right. to have people tell you these things once in a while. Too. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, well, the Air Force Base does it, you know, but that's different. You know, their yeah. target's a little bit different than, say, a different. Right. Those so studies are a good segue to kind of thinking about, you know, what are the short and, short and longer term things that you're kind of working on to make it an even more attractive product in your mind? that you can sell to people? Well, like I said, the, the studies on the transportation, they're going to be extremely important. For the Central Delaware Aviation Complex, once DelDOT gets the joint use agreement signed. And then, you know, we, we also have a broadband committee that, that is ongoing in Central Delaware. What do we need to do for accessibility? What do we need to do for affordability? And how can we overcome some of the broadband deserts uh, within our county? Uh, so that is, that's ongoing. And then looking to the future, we've had um, good luck in, you know, the warehousing logistics. It's hard to find a warehouse within central Delaware that's open right now. Some of our largest warehouses are 95% built. So, you know, what are we doing for the future? You know. Logistics is going to be here for a long time. Fulfillment is going to be here for a long time. We, we have got to be positioned. So 10 years from now, we, we can still be filling product. And so we got to make sure product is coming along. I have discussions with developers every day telling them, you know, this is the data. This is what we're seeing. These are the leads that are coming in. Overall in Delaware, we don't have a lot of 100,000 square foot warehouses. In Newcastle, they are building some, but in Central and Lower Delaware, we don't have anything like that available to fulfill some of these leads that are coming in. So I would say, you know, available product development and also, you know, making sure that our, the land that we have is utilized for some of the companies that hopefully potentially would come in. I think we've all experienced it's to some degree the importance of freight and logistics in our lives the last several months as we, you know, got groceries or daily Amazon deliveries, et cetera. I mean, how did that play out in terms of the inquiries you got or the the leads that came your way? Well, it's really interesting because a couple of the companies that just settled here, COVID actually helped them. One company that was moving in from Utah, the fencing manufacturer, said they were going to put the brakes on. They had just settled on the building in January. They were going to do a slow move. They were waiting for equipment to come in from Germany, got tied up in, uh, you know, the supply chain being slow with that equipment coming in. And then they, then the orders, everybody started doing home improvement and the orders went through the roof and they couldn't keep up. They didn't have their equipment in from Germany. You know, so they were one company that COVID was really impacted in a very positive way. In that same building, we filled the, we filled the rest of the space with large building with a tenant and it was a fulfillment company. And same thing. They, they didn't have the racking system. They were going to move. I think it was July was what their, their goal was to get in the building up, up to speed in July. 
March hit, they started to get all kinds of other contracts. They just threw boxes in the building and people and, and, and just dealt with COVID fulfillment. Uh, and so we have seen a lot of um, inquiries in fulfillment and in last mile distribution. We're getting a lot of inquiries for that because, you know, like you said, the supply chain was broken. We all thought as consumers, you know, when we couldn't get things on the shelf and, and production. And so I think there's a real need for, you know, people who are going to be onshoring or reshoring and getting the supply chain back into our area. And we see that as a, a real opportunity for things that are closer to the, that market that's, you know, 60% of the U.S. population around us. And just the last couple of minutes hearing you talk about freight and logistics and distribution. I mean, I reflect on when we first met, probably this was not a top of mind topic for you. If I understand your career in Delaware, I mean, you've worked in hospitality and the tourism sector, and I'm sure I'm leaving stops along the way out. But I imagine there's some connection to what you do now. There's some lessons you took from those jobs that you apply now. But what what do you see as the common thread uh, from those early days to, to now where you are in Kent? Well, I think no matter what, I, I had a boss a long, long time ago say to me, nothing happens until you make a sale. Like all those other employees, you don't need them unless you make a sale. And so I think the common thread through all the industries I've been involved in is you have to make a sale. And is that, that's marketing, that's promotion, that's attraction. So coming from the tourism industry or hospitality industry into economic development, it's just a different product. Instead of selling a hotel room or a ballroom, you are selling sites, you are selling your location, you are selling your culture, you're selling your community. It's very, very similar, except you, know, you need to know a little bit more, some more specifics, but it's the same thing. If you follow the data, you get the study, like we had Rockport done, that became the blueprint. You follow the data, you do what they say, you usually end up winning. You know, it's when you go off course and think, oh, this is the right thing to do, or maybe so-and-so thinks this. That's when you don't see the results. So, In terms of, I mean, a lot of people that you find in economic development, it's not a straight line to economic development, are they... They grow up thinking that's what I want to do. Um, and I've reflected on this, this phrase a lot over the last couple of months that sometimes that's a feature and not a bug that you have all these diverse experiences and then you end up uh, in this role. I mean, do you think that's, I mean, is there value in people not, you know, just going to economic development school and doing it, having these diverse career roles along the way? I think there's benefits in both. And I think, you know, they both have a place in, in uh, your career development, you know, because if you start out just in economic development, you are going to get a lot of diverse experiences along your way, uh, you know, and then if you come into it from other careers, my main reason for taking this is I have lived in Kent County. I raised my family in Kent County. I had an opportunity to stay and run a different division. And I thought, you know, towards the end of my career, formal career, I want to give back to my community. 
I want to do something. I, I know we can make a difference here in central Delaware. And that was the purpose of, and I, you know, I've always been one to say, oh, I never ran a country club. I saw an ad. I said, oh, I can do that. So economic development, I haven't actually done. I can do that. So that's, that's, that's been my mantra all along. So uh, why not? And, and um, luckily, you know, we have a lot of partners, a lot of support, municipalities, good board. Um, things are working for us. I mean, you bring a lot of uh, interest in the community, as you said. I mean, what this we've kind of hit on it a little bit, but COVID's disrupted how we all do our jobs. I mean, what gives you kind of good feelings or hope that, you know, Kent particular, the state more generally is kind of well positioned to to recover in the next couple of years? I do, because I, I the thing I see, the inquiries have not slowed down. And that is a really good, good sign. And they did not slow down. I did not miss a beat except for doing virtual sites during COVID. So that I think is a good indicator that um, we're not slowing down. Also, people are moving out of the metropolitan areas and we've seen it before. Delaware is a great location for people to move to. That's really one of the reasons from an economic development perspective, we created that broadband committee. Because we want to make sure if that IT person is working from home and it's out in a rural area that they can still get great broadband, that they don't have to be along the main corridor to get get that good broadband. Because we think employers, you know, a certain percentage of their employees may always work from home or may have a new alternate now. And so what a great place to be, you know, in, in Delaware. You can get to anything. Like I said, 60% of the population, all the major cities, if you want to go there, you can get to great beaches. You know, we're, we're primed for that. So, you know, that's one of the, the reasons that we created that broadband committee to focus on that as an employment attractor. Well, I appreciate you taking time to check in and provide an update on all the good stuff you're doing in, in Kent. And, uh, you know, I really, uh, and thankful for your time today. Well, I appreciate it, Troy. And uh, thank you for all you do for for everybody. We, re- we appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Linda. Visit ChooseDelaware.com for more information on the Kent Economic Partnership. To learn more about the Delmarva Freight Working Group, visit willmapco.org slash delmarva. And be sure to visit ipa.udel.edu for information on the University of Delaware's Institute for Public Administration. Thanks again for tuning in to First State Insights. Reach out with any comments and be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. I hope you'll join us again soon.